This is Comictating, the comic book review arm of the Nerdables family of podcasts. Let the nerds take over! Us? Huh? Welcome, comic fans, to the latest episode of Comictating. Uh, the last few weeks we've done interviews, we've done years in reviews, we haven't talked about the new stuff. And yes. It wasn't for lack of new stuff, we just had other things that we wanted to accomplish over the last couple of weeks. Hopefully last week you got a chance to listen to the interview with Jenny and Lewis over the Any Zine uh, taking place here in Northridge. Uh, the week before we did our best of 2016. Hopefully some of you guys have gone out and we've inspired you to go out and yeah, get check out some, some of those uh, picks some of the best of 2016 but there were new books the last couple of weeks including a lot of number ones from marvel they decided to end the year slash start the year with a lot of new number ones in their marvel now new nowness of nowing 2017ing uh so we gathered four of those together to talk about this week uh, we have Rocket Raccoon number one, Hulk number one, which is uh, Jennifer Walters taking over the Hulk moniker, The Unstoppable Wasp, which is Henry Pym's, uh, not estranged, I guess, not known daughter? <laughs> I don't know yeah, exactly was, how to put a, it. It was a little weird. I was reading that book. It's like, okay, so we have a new Wasp. Yeah, she was introduced in the Avengers, Avengers series yes. with, with Mark Wade And USA Avengers, or US Avengers, if you want to call it that way, uh, which is Al Ewing's... Robert DaCosta as he continues with this evolution of his Avengers team. So we're going to talk about those four books. We're going to start with Rocket Raccoon. We covered Star-Lord and Gamora earlier. Um, Star-Lord takes place in our current time. As we know, the Guardians of the Galaxy are stuck here on Earth after the events of Civil War II. Their ship has been destroyed. And the Guardians are stuck here. Gamora takes place a little bit earlier. But there are definitely a push for uh, Guardians books and characters being out. It's like there's a movie Some, coming. Something coming something. out. Something. I mean, there should be a trailer for it somewhere, I Some guess. Some guy named James Gunn. Yeah, something like that. Something along those lines. Uh, so Rocket gets his book as well. Rocket does take place in the current Marvel Universe. So it is the story of Rocket as he has also been estranged from the Guardians crew. Um, I'm not exactly sure where Gamora and... Really, anyone else that would be in that crew, right? Because would we be. know we know that uh, Star Lord is by himself. He's yeah. at home. He's trying to make a life here. Rocket is also trying to figure out the human world. Gamora yes. was a book that took place in the past. We don't know where Groot is exactly, and we don't know. Hopefully, he's not in Central Park. And we don't know where Bautista is. He's, he's where probably, Bautista is. <laughs> he's uh, running around, probably yeah. joining the WWE. So as befitting a Rocket book, it, it it's taken with a bit of a grain of salt. Obviously, Rocket's going to have a hard time blending in uh, through our world. It always amazes me within the Marvel Universe when you have characters that are, you know, that, that aren't human. And you have humans in something like New York City, which has been attacked by aliens four times a year. Sure. Where they look at something and go, oh, look, I don't know what that is. Like, really? You really? don't? How? There was a scroll invasion. Yeah. There's an old uh, each other. There's an old Batman book. Batman UFO it was done as a as a prestige format one shot, and he has this hard time believing this UFO. And I'm like, your best friend is an alien from Krypton, and you know that. Like right. UFOs for you shouldn't be a big deal. Like you don't deal with them every day. Yeah, why? But why are aliens so weird? And it came out during the Justice League, and I'm like, he's on a team with a Krypton, where the Krypton, a Kryptonian, Kryptonian and, a and, a and a Martian. This isn't really that big a deal. And a space cop, so... and a, Yes, and a Green Lantern who literally polices space. Yeah. So there is kind of a... There's sort of a little bit of both where you have a, people just don't care that he's walking by like it's no big deal. Uh, this character's asked, like, what is it? I think it's Squirrel Girl. <laughs> um, he's trying to assimilate into culture a little bit. He does not like this planet at all. 
He hates being on Earth. But he's trying to make his way. It's very gruff. It's got a little bit of a, a gritty kind of humor to it. He does take on the NYPD for some reason. He's got a big laser gun. Um, and then Johnny Storm shows up to try and kind of smooth things over. And then we get a... Uh, we, uh, yeah, we get we get, a, we, we, we we get, get an interesting moment in a bar where yeah. Rocket meets uh, an old frenemy, an old foe, an old friend, if you will, yeah. uh, rival, and he's like, "Hey, you should go here. They help people out like you and me." And he goes there, and it turns out it's a scroll, and yeah. it's always good to see the scrolls back. I'm especially I'm, when it's a little bit different too. Especially so, yeah. when it's a little bit different. So yeah, much like the rest of the. The Marvel number ones, it's a, it's a good beginning. Again, you get a really great sense of who Rocket is and kind of his predicament and the fact that he doesn't want to be here. Um, I felt this was actually stronger than Star-Lord. A little bit. And it may bit. just be Rocket's personality as much as anything else because it's kind of easy to write him as that, this blows, this yeah, sucks, yeah. I hate being here. So there's a little more of that, that punchy humor that you get from him. So... I think out of the the three, we still like Gamora a lot, especially Gamora, with I think Chichetto's art is gorgeous. On top. Um, and then uh, and then we've got Rocket, and then we've got Star Lord. So enjoyed Rocket a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought it was all. fun. It's another you know, it, it's kind of taking the same page uh, that Star Lord is by doing the man at a time or the the man yeah. sort of out of place, trying to figure out the world. But from two different perspectives, one is from an alien perspective, and one is from a guy who hasn't been on Earth since he was a kid. And so neither I, of them want to be here. And neither of them want to be here. Yeah, everyone kind of want to get wants to get back into space. Look, that cover is so difficult though. It's rocket in like basically a pound, and yeah. the dogs around. I was like, oh, it's a raccoon though. It's not a dog. The little doggy. Let him out. Oh, there's a kitty over there. There's a little kitty. Uh, you got the, the that music from that ASPCA oh, ad playing. Sarah McLaughlin. Ugh, I can't. I can't watch this. I have to turn them off. I just want to reach in through the, the screen. Just take or the arms there. of the. I don't know. I avoided copyright. arms in the arms of the angels. Yeah, yeah ginseng more in like ten seconds, or else we have to. We owe Sarah McLaughlin money. I don't want to owe her money. Uh, one of the other number one books that came out this week is Hulk, or not this week, in the past few weeks is Hulk number one. Um, totally awesome Hulk is Amadeus Cho. Yes, who is the green kind of classic Hulk. Uh, if you've read Civil War two, I'm about if you haven't, I'm about to spoil to you. Bruce Banner is dead. Yes, he's been um, he's been dead for quite some time. And yeah. I'm gonna try. I sort of like relate him more to like a Mister Fixit Hulk. Along those lines, yes, yeah. he's not a he's not a savage Hulk. He's I'm I'm awesome. He can and choose I'm to be a Hulk when he wants to. He has his all of his mental faculties yeah. in place. So this book, Hulk, is Jennifer Walters, which is Bruce's cousin, uh, who has been the She Hulk for a long time, and she within Civil War two was also she was seriously injured. Uh, during the events of Civil War II. So this is her as she's on kind of her road to recovery. Um, she has been uh, broken. She's been damaged. She They always presented Jennifer as the type, like, she always wanted to be She-Hulk instead of Jennifer. Right, um, right. Now there's kind of a little bit of more of a balance where she's she was really, you know, taken aback by what happened to her. So... She's spending less time as the Hulk, and she's gone back into her life as Jennifer Walters, who is uh, an attorney. Uh, Dan Slott did a great run. Oh yeah, years Dan Slott ago. did an amazing. And this run. has a very similar feel. Mariko Tamaki is the writer. Nico Leon is the artist. Uh, Matt Millia is the colorist. And it really it, it it pays homage to in a little way to to that. It's not as 
crazily over the top as slots run right. was as she was a basically an attorney for superheroes or supervillains whatever you want same type of idea is here um right but it's much more grounded in a way uh although when you get to this shot of her office yeah it's still the waiting room of the office you know, yeah it's it's, it's a humans. radish head dude yeah. it's somebody in a An thing suit a, a very dapper english gentleman in some sort of weird like, water container thing. i mean yeah so it's, this is actually telling weird yeah, stuff it's a really nice looking book it I is really, really nice like i thought the art was fantastic um she's dealing with this ptsd not, essentially. Yeah, yeah that's a good way of pointing it of not being um not turning into the hulk yeah you know, well, she, I, she's trying to avoid being uh a part of the hulk there's an interesting piece in it you'll see at the beginning that she's watching cooking videos for some reason they'll tell you at the end i don't want to spoil it for you. right uh she does take on a, a, a case uh with this young being uh like a, not, like not a morlock uh, the good good point of uh, that she's going to get kicked out of her apartment and yeah we the, you know she's been paying the rent and there's something wrong there and again i actually really liked the way it developed I did, too. I the, did too. The slice of life in the beginning of her going through her apartment and getting ready, headed to the office the first time she's been back, um, going through the subway, going through the train station, the people that she's meeting back at the office that she hasn't met before, people that she's seen for the first time. Uh, it's really well done. And it's it's a book that doesn't have the bombasticness that you would expect out of a Hulk book. But as Dan Slott did, as Bruce Jones did when he did Incredible Hulk, uh, and some of the best runs or best moments of Peter David's run are the points in which the Hulk isn't really there. Right. The the specter of Jennifer. the Hulk. Yeah, the specter of the Hulk is behind, and you're focused more on that day to day sort of thing, and that quiet parts that never can be truly quiet because that's what keeps them from being a Hulk. So, I actually really i I liked it. It was I really liked good. it more than I thought I would. Tell you the well, truth. It, for me, Jennifer Walters has always been my favorite of the Hulks, and I enjoyed this book mostly because when you get to like Peter David's run or Dan Slott's run, the idea is is that she doesn't like being Jennifer Walters because Jennifer Walters is a weak human being. Things can happen. Things can hurt her. When she's the She Hulk, she's uh, she's fit. She's tall. She's powerful. She has a lot of confidence. But now, due to the events of Civil War, she also realized even in her Hulk state, she still has mortality and there is no solace in being the she-hulk anymore if she can still die so i thought that was an interesting way that they're sort of hiding that or at least she's trying not to face that fact and the, yeah becoming the hulk to her as it's presented is actually physically painful to now her. yeah now because now, now the, uh, the and there is if you look at the cover and, and the pieces through it she's gray yes she she's got the, the if you look at the cover there are pieces through it that are green splotches to see kind of that classic color going through, but almost like she's being cut. Um, you know, like this piece is, it almost looks like blood or, or, or something yeah, along like those lines. She, like but she is fight. a gray Hulk. And again, yeah. they've used that, that color scheme. Uh, David especially kind of brought that differences in colors back. So Hulk was gray when it started because that was cheaper. Yeah, it was cheaper. <laughs> it was cheaper than green. Then they like, yeah, this is boring. And even for Jennifer, she did start out very much as like a clone of the Hulk. Yeah. She was, uh, she did have the rage monster Hulk and after years was able to finally control it. But now the yeah, rage she Hulk wasn't as back. attached to it. She was nowhere near as strong as Bruce. At least that her, her peak would not be anywhere where Bruce could be where for a number of years, Marvel said it, there's no peak 
there's no there's really no limit to how strong the hulk could be as long as he keeps getting upset yeah sort of thing so he was you know hulk is the strongest there is um he is also king or was he king was hulk. king he was world war hulk he was which planet is, hulk. which was easily one of the best runs as well oh yeah planet hulk's amazing um so hulk gets a thumbs up from both of us oh, again yeah. a book that, that even if you're not into kind of the the rage smash sort of thing. I think you might like this book because again, it's, it's the Hulk is a background piece to what's going on in Jennifer's life. And her, um, her client is very interesting and the ending is very interesting too. So it was one of the books that I can't wait for number two. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Very, very intriguing book. And I'm just happy to have Jen back. Cause I loved the previous series where yeah. they were doing heavy lawyer stuff. And the writer was actually, a Oh yeah. Lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Charles soul was doing it yes. as well. And she had her own practice in that one. So. Yeah. And just absolutely a fun character. And this is like, all right, we're going to scale back a little bit. Because it's tough with the She-Hulk. She always gets really great beginnings, and sometimes you get that one series that's absolutely amazing. But then I remember after the Dan Slot run, they made her like a bounty hunter, and that was really, really weird. I, I think I've that only read the really, Dan Slot stuff. That was really late into the run, like maybe into the 30s. And yeah, that would be way down the line. I think yeah. before it became Red She-Hulk or something. Yes, yeah. And then they sort of went back yeah, to Yeah, the beginning is so gorgeous. Yeah, I think it's like Nick Jagroda does the art and all that stuff. The beginning of that book is incredible. The art's really great. Obviously, the writing is fantastic. And then, yeah, the last run that she had with Charles Soule is great, too. Yeah, Charles Soule as a lawyer. Is, yeah, uh, and I was crushed that that run ended because it was very much evocative of like the Peter David run, having a lot of fun, the early I think he said he planned, a, he planned to end it there. Because I know, like, Electra did the same thing, where people were like, oh, why are they canceling Electra? And the writer of Electra said something along I'm the lines kinda, of, this is as, well, this was as far as we were going to go. Um, and there wasn't anyone who was going to pick it up, versus, like, Ellis's Moon Knight, where he was ever he was never going to do more than six issues. Right. But right. Brian Wood made the, the pitch to do it later, and then Jeff Lemire, right. where that book keeps going, because people have been kind of drawn to that concept. I do like the idea, rather than continuing something just to continue it. Yeah, no, I would, She-Hulk especially is a character that I like that I'd rather get in small doses, get yeah. something really solid, and then... Someone if, who has an idea yeah. and a pitch for it. Yeah, if it has to end, it has to end, but if somebody else with the next idea comes along... Vader at 25. LaRocca's... Yeah. Uh, not LaRocca, excuse me. Um, oh my goodness. Kieran Gillen was just like, this is as far as I was going to go. Right, I knew right. this is where I was going to end up. And I'd rather up. it finish. And Marvel, instead of just trying to find another writer who would write it just to write it, they didn't get a pitch for it. Kieran right. Gillen knew where he wanted to go, and we have the Doctor Afra series. So, uh, next on our list, Unstoppable Wasp. Uh, oh goodness, uh, Jeremy Whitley is it Whitley? Yeah, Whitley as the writer. Um, Elsa Chartier as the artist. Megan Wilson as the color artist. Uh, Elsa Chartier did a book that all of a sudden I can't remember for IDW, but it was a really fantastic book. It's gorgeous art. So I was excited just to see her art in this. She does the art's good. The art is great panel work. She does standard panel work very well and she also does fun, crazy designs. Um going through the flashback as we're introduced to uh Nadia it's it's Nadia, right? It is Nadia. Yeah. Um as we're introduced to Nadia she's working with a, a social worker. Uh she's going through her past and it's done with the wasp mask. And so each panel is a piece, you know, there's the, the the brain case and then the two eyes and the nose and mouth and the pieces on the bottom. And that's where it tells you exactly what's going on. If you're reading Mark Wade's uh, Avengers book before the current one, she was introduced there. She's become friends with Miss Marvel. The dialogue in this is very punchy. It's very quick. It's very boom, 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 boom. She is an overly excitable, crazy fun. I love everything this is great character and i'll be honest i did not think i would like this book i love this book it's really fun i it's love really, this really fun book. i love this book 
her and Miss Marvel are, are out shopping. Uh, Nadia wants Getting to taste lunch. everything. She's like, I want everything. I want to taste everything. She buys all this food to wait at the, uh, I think it is at the INS. I still have, let's go make me a Yankee Doodle Dandy. That That's not a thing people say. Um, yeah, is this is the immigration office. Yeah, so they're in the immigration office. As, you know, she has no paperwork because she grew up in the Red Room, the same program that gave us Black Widow. Right. Uh, but she was a part of the science division. She's extremely smart. She's, you know, she's got that from her dad. This giant robot attacks outside. Iron Bobby, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Bobby Morse, which is Mockingbird, attacks it, and everybody teams up. And then you find that the Wasp has a bit of a hero crush on Mockingbird. And everything develops really well. And again, it's dialogue heavy, but it doesn't feel like it because it's right. such a it's such a punchy, quick dialogue. Uh, they go back to Nadia's apartment. She's got all the stuff that she's working on. Um, she's finishing some of her dad's stuff in addition to her own ideas. And it falls in line with this notion. And it's mentioned in it uh, where Bobby says that she saw a list. I think it's from S.H.I.E.L.D. in Universe. Of the 10 smartest people in the Marvel Universe, and they were all men. And recently, you know, Marvel, as a publisher, revealed that um, Moon Girl is the smartest person in the Marvel Universe. Uh, and now we have these characters, these female characters that are coming up and hitting that list. And that's what they've set Nadia up as. Is she's She is Hank, Hank's daughter to another level. And Hank, at one point, was the scientist supreme throughout the cosmos sure, sure. in the new Avengers run. So... I love her attitude and that fun kind of sensibility of it. The way that she acts with Bobby is fantastic. Um, science ladies having science adventures. So again, it, it's just a book that's got a lot of a lot of fun in it. Um, so I, I I just again I really enjoyed the book. I like the end of it. I'm gonna see where we're going. To Girls in Action Research Labs, which is girl. <laughs> uh, it's a bit of that. You know, Marvel's been accused of agendizing. And Especially within the last year or so. Yeah, yeah they, very, they, very much so. And it, it, it's it, it's it's strange. It's interesting because that's, you know, you, they want to sort of be on the front of culture stuff, but it's also hard to maintain the balance of not being uh, about as subtle as pedantic. a sledgehammer. Yeah, pedantic about it. Yeah. But I contend that if the quality is good, sure, then, the, then yeah, there's really yeah. nothing wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, and this and is a, a very, degree. very fun book. It's, it's, it's like Miss yeah. Marvel. That's, yeah. that's and even Moon Girl, as an all-ages book, yes, really. Moon Girl yes, and exactly. Devil Dinosaur. It was something where they presented her, and Riri Williams is a part of this, too, as, as an engineer in um, yeah, for Iron, uh, Man. Iron Man. Uh, so they are, you know, having these characters, and, and I don't that's when you use that line, there's nothing wrong with that. That sounds so terrible. It's a good thing. Um, is it organic? I don't know. But the quality it's and the, the bulk yeah. of this has been good. Moon Girl's been excellent. We both like the first uh, Iron Man book. Right. Uh, Iron Man issue with Riri Williams. And really like this as well. And having Ryan write it and Elsa doing the art. And again, part of my love for this book is I love Elsa Char Chartier's art. The art's, I hope yeah, so the art's gorgeous. But this book definitely feels more like a counterpart to Miss Marvel because it does feel very much targeted at uh, the younger audiences. Uh, and yeah. I, I don't think, again, that's not a bad thing at all. No, and, and but it still fits within the Marvel universe. They've kind of niched out this little corner of Squirrel Girl and Miss Marvel to, well, Miss Marvel's got a little bit more serious to do. Wasp, uh, of this piece of it's it's fun and it's frilly and not frilly, frilly uh, frivolous is the word I'm thinking of. Fun and frivolous and, and just, you know, part of the Marvel Universe, it's not Civil War 2 yeah, where it's people, not, it's Thanos not, is coming and we're going to kill everybody. It's not dour. But it still fits in a certain way. Right. And you still get that. Bobby in this is, is plays the straight character. Mockingbird plays the straight character in it and she does it really well. 
So I, I again, it's a book that, you know, Rocket was not too bad. Hulk was a little bit better than I thought it would be. Wasp was like a big surprise. Uh, to me, not a surprise. Al Ewing and Paco Medina's U.S. Avengers. Uh, Al Ewing did Ultimates. He did. Uh, after Secret Wars and also did New Avengers. And we enjoyed was, the Ultimates as well. Ultimates is amazing. It's a really great book. Uh, New Avengers, I think, is the most underrated Avengers book. It's Bobby DaCosta. Uh, before Secret Wars, at one point, Robert DaCosta, who was Sunspot, is a member of the New Mutants, uh, has old money. His father is a tycoon in... Um, is it Venezuela? I think so. Something like that. It's a South American country. I believe it's Venezuela. But Bobby has a lot of money. So he buys AIM, Advanced Idea Mechanics, and makes it the Avengers Idea Mechanics. He takes all the evil people and throws them out. Yeah. And says the bulk of these people are just guys who want to do their job. They just yeah, want yeah. to do science. So instead of making a death ray, we're going to make a drilling ray that's going to help people find yeah. water in Africa. You know, that sort of thing. He actually, uh, towards the end of the Avengers, New Avengers run, Mighty Avengers as well, uh, before Secret Wars... The Avengers are fractured again. The new Avengers team is ready to blow the up another endless, planet. The endless fracturing of the yeah, Avengers. Yeah, but Bobby's the one that, that shows up with basically a helicarrier that he bought. And it's sort of like, what the hell are we doing? We're the Avengers. Come on, let's figure this out. He's kind of had that attitude. Al Ewing, uh, in both Ultimates and specifically in New Avengers, as we're talking about with DaCosta, he's someone who is extremely smart and makes his characters extremely smart and has them in that... I'm two steps ahead of the two steps that you think I'm ahead of being. Right. But also with the audience going, you're four steps behind, aren't you? I'm not sure. Wait, what the heck's going on? Uh, New Avengers is a very complex storyline of triple crosses, double crosses. Uh, he faces off against the Maker, which is the Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe yes. that's come into our universe. Um, there's also a lot of fun in it. I love Paco Medina. But, uh, Paco's done a number of different books that we've really enjoyed. And I think the the book can be summed up in two things for me. And that the villain, uh, the villain that we first see at the beginning, it's Cobra Commander, basically. is basically Cobra, Cobra Commander, Commander. Uh, with his Crimson Royal Guards. Yes, who has a uh, a shield carrier or helicarrier with a volcano modified to have a, an yeah, active volcano on. As top. an active volcano cop, so that's pretty cool. And midway through the book, Squirrel Girl leads her air force, which is squirrels with jetpacks, with little jetpacks. And, and uh, one of the staff in the other store was like, "Oh, that's so dumb," and I'm like, "That's what makes it amazing." Sure, sure. It's it this immediately it fits in this book. Yes. It does because the book is inherently a little ridiculous, kind of like the old GI Joe cartoon was a little ridiculous. But the moment I saw that, little? I was <laughs> immediately reminded of the Batman return scene with all of his penguins marching onto Gotham mm -hmm. with little tiny missiles on and their people backs. Took, people took that seriously. Yeah, right? and I go like, it's the same. It's Squirrel Girl. She can defeat Thanos. Yeah. Are we really going to question the logic of flying squirrels with little jetpacks? So in between, there, there's um these moments of each of the characters from the team being interviewed as to like what it means to be, what it means to be an American, what it means to be a part of this kind of group. And so that gives you that kind of heaviness from it. Yes. And not I will General give Ross one other thing. The, the second panel is my favorite moment from Magnum PI. Yes. The best ending of any show, the show that has affected me as an ending very much. Did you see the sunrise this morning? Look up Magnum P.I. Did you see the sunrise this morning? And it's you'll the, watch the no, this and is that directly... episode is fantastic. I opened the page and I was like, I'm in. He knows my favorite episode of Magnum. That's my favorite moment. That's it. We're in. That Go. Just go from there. Um, so Bobby's talking about, you know, not the fact that they were watching this TV show, but the fact that he had all of his friends in a room and being able to, like, it was being together. Um, and, of course, they were all mutants. Bobby's a mutant. Yes. So no matter where we're from, no matter race, religion, language, or other things, we were friends. We accepted one another. We were accepted by each other. 
not only what we were is who we were, we belong there and we could belong there. So it's it's a piece of this inclusiveness that Bobby's searching for. And then we get Super Volcano. Yeah, flying, flying, a flying volcano. Yeah. A flying volcano that uh, yeah, is Yeah, we have, even I can't believe commander. I'm saying this, a helicarrier that's also a volcano place <laughs> as it's headed towards the coast of, of California. Um, so there's this fun, crazy action sequences in it. We have uh, Iron Patriot. Okay. We have the Red Hulk, which isn't. It's not General. It's, it's not General Ross. I thought it was General Ross, but yes, no, I guess it's another it's, uh, character. Merrick, only General Merrick. Who can only do it for an hour or something like that. Or... Right. He's got a little timer. He's, yeah. It's... So it, it's nice in, in that sort of thing because I think when you have that character that's that's, that's that powerful. It reminds me a little bit of uh, of DC's Hour Man who could have the superpowers yeah. for only one hour. In fact, it was a great storyline where he kind of became addicted to, yeah. to the drug he was using to become Hour Man. I missed that. I missed that story arc. Yeah. That is gen- okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah, General Maverick. And the great General thing is Maverick. he kind of he very quickly explains the last two runs of of Avenger stories with uh, yes. Bobby DeCosta, and it's like, okay, so here's the story: <laughs> aim, bought, go corporate, go. You know, it's just like kind of from there. And he's uh, <laughs> he tries to come up with a catchphrase. Oh, that doesn't work. So yeah, it's it's fun. It's funny. I love that. Sam Guthrie Cannonball's wearing a Lila Cheney shirt. Yes, if you're a big time uh, old X Men fan. You really uh, you get that it's pretty good, and then the last guy is a gold skull dude. Yep, who is so, a pirate? Yeah, pirate and much themed. like uh, much like New Avengers is a thing. You know, coming uh, coming this year in USA Avengers, where were you on Zero Day? And you have Thanos, monsters and Shield, including the U.S. Kaiju monster, which I love, um, and then the tease of uh, Sam not making it through a lot of issues here. Uh, I'm not giving anything away because it's on the page at the it's, end. Yeah. Um, it, it, and Steve Rogers will be much, in it too. So yeah, it ends very much like a like an old cartoon show. Yeah, will this person do this? How same, will they get out of US this? U.S. Avengers time, same exactly. U.S. Avengers channel. Uh, I was hoping to really love this book because I've really loved the last two pieces that Al Ewing has done in terms of Ultimates and New Avengers. Um, at this point, I'm like, I really need to go back and read Captain America and the Mighty Avengers, which yeah. I skipped yeah. over. Um, he's a really smart writer, and I think he's got that comic book sensibility uh, to toe that line between stuff that may not be like life changing and give, but give you the feels sort of thing. But it's still, you know, serious enough. And you're like, okay. And I really like these characters, and it helps for me in being an X Men fan of following Bobby is basically Sunspot and Cannonball as they keep going. The characters that I always enjoyed. I love this book. I thought this was a really it was great, really, book. really fun. This is one of the ones that I think we may be reviewing uh, a little more frequently because it's it's fun, and that, that that's above all else. I think the big criteria. You know, sometimes with all the doom and gloom, you want a book that stands out as just being you know having the right amount of comedy, having the right amount of of just visual action to it. And the book definitely doesn't stop. I like the almost the Incredibles esque interviews. That... Yeah, and, and and again, it, it it's a it's a cheesy way to do it or a cheat way to do it of introducing yeah. those readers to characters that they may not be following with every number one if you followed new avengers you really don't need them right but even if you did it's kind of cool to read them and hear them yeah and kind of yeah. where these characters are have been and where they're going to if you haven't then it's there yeah you're ready exactly. to go so who are these characters yeah and... very very simply who are these characters as the and, and what i like is who are these characters as they relate to the book as it exists right now in this team Yes. It's not just, here's Bobby, and this is everything that happened to him when he was in the New Mutants. He's like, why am I a part of this team? Why did I start the U.S. Avengers? Why did I start the the uh, the AIM Avengers in a way? Um, having these different characters to, to go through. Uh, the Red Hulk's one is really good. And again, as someone who didn't really know who the hell the Red Hulk was, 
in terms of his other persona, just assuming it was Ross when I first saw it, uh, it was nice to kind of figure out that character as well. He's lucky he gets to keep his mustache when he becomes the He's Hulk. He's a mustachio. Well, look at that. I mean, he's got that cool mustache. Versus, you can't start a book. General Ross where yeah, his mustache can't. sucks into his face when he becomes the Hulk. You can't start a book with Magnum P.I. in the greatest stash on TV. Right, and, and not then, have a guy without a yeah. good mustache. Yeah, no, it's a uh, code name Enigma is really nice, and yeah, it definitely has that GI Joe feel with you know Cobra Commander. I, I when I flipped that page the first time when he's up there on the thing, I was like, I, that's a cool. I, I'd buy that as an action figure. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really good action. It's figure. a hooded Cobra Commander, and they've had Cobra Commander in red so many times. And they've too. got sort of the Star Wars uh, Royal Guards yeah, going on. It's a very, it's a very kind of cool look for it. So. I don't know why they use A4 Skyhawks from Shield though. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> They're flying aircraft that's been out of service for 20 years. He's, he bought them. He bought them cheap. Yeah, you could buy them cheap, dude. I think there's like four people that private people that own them. Um, Blue Angels used to fly A4s. It was always weird to see them in a craft that was never renowned for its uh, for its combat its maneuverability. Yeah. But, it's okay, uh, they look cool. He typed, it is. It is kind of weird. Like he Google jets and pretty much because because he's got it down to the really fact good. that the refueling probe is out. Yeah, he has the the well the A four refueling probe was always out because that's how they built it. They, they didn't have retractable, and they don't even use that anymore. Really, and I'm just like, what? This is crazy. Uh, so that was the one thing. Like I look at it and and uh, being a total you know tech dork or military tech dork, I saw them like A fours really You're using Skyhawks. That'll happen. No, I thought everyone was just using the F-35, even though it's not in service. Stick to squirrels. Yeah, stick to squirrels. The squirrels look great. And volcano bases on on helicarriers. For, for reasons. Yeah. For reasons. So those are the four books we're covering this week. Uh, I said Rocket, not bad. Hulk, we really enjoyed. Uh, Wasp, I loved. Sebastian liked it. And USA Avengers was, was probably my favorite of the ones yeah. that we did. I was really me, excited yeah. when I read that she, book. Uh, Hulk with uh, Jen. Hulk is really good. And Hulk USA is, Avengers. Especially going through it again and, and prepping for the episode because I read it like two weeks ago or whichever week it came out. I think kind it was of, last week. Was it last week? I think so. I thought, no, I thought it was the 31st. Hmm. Anyway. Um, reading, kind of like flipping through it and half reading it again. It was like, yeah, I remember the second. This book was really, really good. So. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. Next week we'll have a batch of new books. Might have some number twos to talk about. May have some stuff to, some other things to talk about. We do have the uh, Rebirth trade paperback started coming yeah, out. Yeah, they have. Uh, last week Superman came out, which is uh, our favorite book. I think next week is Detective. This week is Batman and Aquaman. Uh, the Batman book is worth is worth a pickup. It is a very interesting book. Aquaman wasn't bad either. I actually really enjoyed the first yeah. few issues of yeah. Aquaman. Um the Superman book from last week is definitely our, our, our pick. That and then Wonder Woman, is that out next week? I think next week might be Detective and Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. It's kind of like how they were coming out. Well, not really, because Action and Detective were first week, too. But, uh, again, through the month of... Through the month? Wow. Yep. Through the month of January, uh, each week see something like two or three of the Rebirth trades coming out. So if you've been waiting to catch up and you're waiting to pick up the trade for it, this is definitely the time to run into your local comic shop or our local comic shop. Well, not really local, but on the comic shop we're in. Local, <laughs> local to where we are right now. San Fernando Valley. Yeah, if you live anywhere in the San Fernando Valley, you can visit either of the Earth 2 locations in Sherman Oaks or Northridge. We are stocked to the gills with our rebirth stuff, um, although we did sell a lot of Superman last week. For my partner, Sebastian, this is Chris saying we'll talk to you next week.